Welcome back to episode 167 of the Guardian Project podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and I know I don't talk a lot about my home remodeling here. I do a lot of that on Twitter, but I'm redoing our spare bedroom. So I went to Asphodel last week for some paint samples, and I could only find the gray merchant. Mm, mm, the best merchant. The best. Honestly, I paint everything. I paint everything in my house gray. I need to stop. I have a gray living room. I have a gray kitchen. I have gray flooring downstairs. And I've been told that gray is on its way out. So like gray is the green and pink of like the 70s. Okay. So someone's going to buy this house in like 30 years and go, oh gosh, those guys in 2022 painted the entire house gray. <laughs> I need to do everything different. But gray's so neutral. It is. Like green and pink is not. It doesn't fit with everything. Well, but gray is also the combination of black and white. Which Orzhov is not really neutral, so I don't know how you can stand. They just want their taxes paid. That's it. It's. Are you saying taxes are neutral? My house is full of taxes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your other host, Mike. And do you think they're ever going to print the other sizes of King Darian? They gave us King Darian Extra Large the Eighth in this set, but what about like King Darian Medium the Eighth or Small the Eighth? I want King Darian slim cut <laughs> medium slim is that is that re- referencing fit. referencing shirts or pants because you can tell i don't buy those kinds of things. It, it references shirts because well i guess it could be pants they usually call those like skinny oh and i don't like those because they're so <laughs> uncomfortable but if king darian was getting into clothing mm-hmm. i assume king darian would offer all options of shirts and pants and cuts i, I would hope so <laughs> at least for himself exactly <laughs> Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast about Commander. Uh, Our favorite Magic the Gathering format. So we got the 2022 August Rules Committee quarterly update. Um, There were no changes for any cards and there were no changes to any rules. And and yeah, so nothing was banned. Um, And the announcement says, at the moment, there are no cards which we feel need banning. They recognize that there has been a fair amount of discussion for both Dockside Extortionist and Thassa's Oracle, but they believe both of these have been self-selected to appropriate tables and that Dockside Extortionist is far closer to that line due mm-hmm. to a recent uptick in like treasure-related cards, which we've Makes talked sense. about on the yep. show before. It, absolutely. Um, and that Thor- Thassa's Oracle remains distant enough that they don't really consider it a serious cause for concern. Uh, and when it comes to evaluating cards for banning, it's not just what the card does, which they refer to its power, but what the card does to the broader format, so the impact in general. And they don't really see it being negative enough. Um, they are also looking at a rules committee expansion, so we can look for that later this year. And they are also discussing one of the community's most talked about issues, which is untrusted games. So those in which you don't know the other people you're sitting down with. Mm. And I know that if you follow me on Twitter, I did have a pretty rough game the other day mm-hmm. with somebody at an LGS who they complained they didn't want to play politics. And then that's kind of just what they did the whole game. Right. And it, it was very aggressive. Everything. Yeah. It was when I explained what a card did. Cause I, I'm, when I don't know people, I don't know what they don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I go, okay, I play this, it does this, but then this person would explain it over me. Ah. They would mansplain the card to mm. the table. And I said, okay, all right, well, well, you know what? It's just, it's one game and we yeah. will move along. So, um, 
They they said that it's a tough nut to crack though, and they don't believe that it's an issue um, that they can bam their way into solving. So like even if they're playing cards that are just not the right power level, right. you know, regardless of whether or not they're the attitude is a different thing. Um, so they said what they think they can do to help the players, um, and, or not just the players, but LGS and event organizers is really to to kind of craft a a a guide um, that like a living document that that can help people get okay. to where they want to go. And then finally, uh, Rebel, Ben Wheeler, and Tim Willoughby are all joining the Commander Advisory Group. So that is super exciting. Um, it was a good announcement. No real changes to the format, but I think we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I think so too. Happy to see it. Um, we also have an update for The List with Dominaria United coming out. Uh, there's definitely some, some cool cards that are being put on here. Um, I know... I, I like like Burning Inquiry on here. Uh, Coalition Relic is a pretty fun reprint. Not one we really needed, but kind of goes well with uh, one of the artifacts that are that's being printed that we're going to talk about. I like Orange Chant. I think oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a really cool one. So for one white, uh, it says uh, target player can't cast spells this turn. And then if you kick it for a white, uh, creatures also can't attack. So... It's like it's a twenty dollar card right now, um, so that'll be nice to maybe see the price come down. If you open one, you don't have to spend twenty dollars. Yeah, there's a ton of cards on this list that I like. Um, none of them are like super expensive. There is a Karn Liberated on here, uh, Shieldred Whispering one. They've been doing, you know, putting the Phyrexian counterpart of the new Phyrexian that they're putting in the yes. set on the list. So yes. makes sense to see that one again. How about um, the host design here? That's, that's a super popular. That is super card. good. Yeah, good in good in competitive with Godot, and then good in literally everything else too. When I see it come down, I go, "We are going to be in danger shortly." If <laughs> the we danger don't, is not. <laughs> if we do not remove the thing uh, right now, we're going to have some issues. So I also like Whirlpool Warrior. It's a it's a, it's nice a, it's a card that wheels you, and then you can also sack it and wheel the table. So mm -hmm. uh, for the Locust God players. You got a really good guide reprinted. I actually don't think the car was that expensive. I just saw it on the list and I go, I run this. Yeah, I like that he does it right away. It doesn't require to tap. It's just like one red to sack it and wheel the table. So it's fantastic. Love yes. that card. Yes. Also, want to give a shout out to a listener, Jacob Hughes. Thank you so much for your email. We got an email last week that uh, they found us through the uh, Dads That Play Magic Discord, Magic the Dad the Ring who suggested uh, a bunch of podcasts to listen to, and he liked ours a lot. And I'm so glad that you sent us the email. It made us feel really, really yes, good. Yes, it did. Um, but we also have a joke, right? I, I, we can't steal it as an intro because it's not our joke. Mm -hmm. So we have to say it, though. And it is, I wear only blue and black now. It just looks better in Demir Roar. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's a good one. I'm really upset that neither of us had thought of that in the past. We really need to reflect <laughs> on our jokes a little bit more. Oh, that's another mirror, mirror joke. One. It was another mirror you joke. You know, I, I had one before before we go on to, to magic topics. Um, if you're not aware, and I'll post something on Twitter, I lost part of my fence in a storm yesterday. Yeah, actually, we're recording together, Coyle yes. and I, today for the first time, I would say in at least six months. Yeah, probably. We are using the studio equipment from producer Ryan mm -hmm. that we never hooked up because mm -hmm. uh, it was just, it's, it's cumbersome. It, it was a lot of work to yeah. try and for, and we said, you know what, we got our, our setup working and we know how, we know how everything uh, adjusts mm -hmm. so we can figure that out there. So if anything's wrong with today's episode, it's the equipment, not us. Right. Yeah. We didn't do anything wrong. And it's because I lost power. That's why I'm, I'm hanging yeah. out because we had a bad storm. Um, but I wanted to say that I think I must have uh, made mother nature mad. 
because whatever I said, they took offense to it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have a dog, so I know that you're dealing with taking Having going to, potty on leashes. Yes, even in the backyard on a leash. It's so. uh it's a whole thing. I got I got very lucky that I was not affected, but like it feels like almost all of southeast Michigan is pretty much out of power right yeah, now. A little so. bit. A little bit. So it brought us the storm brought us brought together. Brought us closer together. Yeah. There's AC here. I love it. There's AC. In my house. <laughs> Coil brings over uh, a bunch of things to charge. Yeah. <laughs> I got to charge my phone. I got to charge this thing. I charge that. I want to charge my computer. So mm-hmm. I, he's here for my electricity. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. But before we continue, we have a bunch of people to thank, especially our listeners and our Patrons, thank you all so much for coming back and listening to us every single week. We would not be here without you. Um, if you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project pod if you want to do do so um, monetarily. But if you want to listen to us and send us a comment or whatever, we also really appreciate that like a lot. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for being here every week. Yeah. If you're looking for another way to support the podcast, you can find us anywhere where you Google the Guardian Project podcast, whether that's on YouTube or Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts. If you could go on there, subscribe, rate, review, leave some comments. We really appreciate it. Yes. Mike, what are we talking about this week? Uh, this week, we have Dominaria United finally fully previewed. Uh, so we're going to talk about the set's mechanics. Uh, we're going to talk about some cards that we're planning to play from the set in the in our own decks. And also, we're going to look at uh, some of the commanders, legendary creatures, or planeswalkers that we are going to be building from this particular set. Let's go check it out. All right, Dominaria United is the next set that begins a four-set story arc, including the fight against the Phyrexians. This is a Legendary Matter set with a lot of multicolored cards that has some new mechanics and returning mechanics. Actually, now that this set's been fully previewed, I really like the set, and I, very reminiscent of the original Dominaria. Yeah, yeah, it, I would say so. It it feels like it'll it's going to be fun to draft. I'm just sad there's no slime foot and sacrilings because that was what I drafted in the first set. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the returning mechanics. So kicker is returning a mechanic that allows a player to pay an extra cost for a bonus effect. Yes. Uh, is it is it always mana for that extra cost? Because I feel like, you know, people always say everything's kicker because it's an extra cost for in, an extra In effect. actual kicker, I believe it's always just mana. There could okay. be an X, but I believe I don't believe it's like kicker pay to life. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I could be wrong. Who know, if you know, comment. Uh, <laughs> domain is also a returning mecha- mechanic. This is an ability keyword that modifies an effect depending on the number of different basic land types you control. Yes. Now we've got some some new mechanics. Enlist is a keyword ability that allows you to tap a creature to add its power to an attacking creature. So for example, Line Breaker Bailoth. It's a 4-5 beast for 3 green green with Enlist. So it says, as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control with without summoning sickness. You can't just tap it. It right. does require it to not have summoning sickness. Mm-hmm. When you do, you add its power to this creature until end of turn. So Lionbreaker Bailoth says it can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. So it's a four or five. If you have a, a creature with, I don't know, two power that doesn't have summoning sickness, when you attack, you can tap that. And then your creature is now swinging for six instead of four. I've heard that this keyword is like the new banding, but I think you can do banding while blocking. You too. can, you yeah. can. Banding is a very 
Um, it's very involved. Me, I don't honestly. I feel like if I just sat down and figured it out, it wouldn't be too bad. But it's right. just it's like a lot of words. It's a lot of words for something that's probably never going to happen again. Exactly. Except then we got enlist, so maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have read ahead, which is a new keyword ability on sagas that allows the player to skip chapters to get to the effect that they want on one of the chapters. Uh, the Elder Dragon War is an example that we have here. So it's a for four mana, two red, red. Um, has the read ahead ability with the three saga abilities of the elder dragon deals two damage to each creature and each opponent discard any number of cards then draw that many cards and on the third one create a four four red dragon creature token with flying so you can start all the way on the third saga create a four four red dragon creature token with flying and get an enchantment enters and leaves the battlefield effect sure and it does specifically say if you skip ahead any skipped chapter doesn't trigger at all right. so you just you you pretend like it doesn't exist I think this is very cool. I like the read ahead mechanic. I am a read the last five pages of a book person. Oh, sure. Cl I'm the, the worst. Notes. I'm the worst. I read the very end because I'm a reader that always looks to see how many pages are left sure. in like the chapter. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good reader. <laughs> like I because I get anxious and I go, I want to if I read four chapters mm -hmm. this week. I will stay on, you know, I can finish the book in X number of weeks, but then I, I start the chapter and I go, all right, 26 pages and I got this today. And then when I'm done with page three, I'm like, there's 23 pages or 22 <laughs> pages left. And yeah, anyway, reading ahead, stressful, but also kind of nice. <laughs> and next we have stun counters, mm -hmm. which are an ever, which are now evergreen. And the rule reads, if a permanent with stun counter on it would become untapped, remove one counter from it instead. An example would be impede momentum. So it's a sorcery for two and a blue. It says tap target creature and put three stun counters on it. So, uh, instead of that permanent untapping, you will just remove one of those three stun counters from it instead. And then it also has scry one. So um, there aren't a ton of cards with stun counters, but now that they're evergreen, I expect to see them show up periodically in a few sets. And yeah, I, I actually think it's kind of nice. Yeah, we'll get another crystalline giant later on. Another set that has uh, uh, like 12 another, more counters on Another it. one of the options is also the, the arena version of it will then just add stun yeah, counter. Sh and shield counters from Capenna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's It's going to be a very complicated, uh, supposed to be simple and fun card to play. Yes. And this set also comes with 41 new legendary creatures in the base set. So nice. we're talking about Dominary United. We are not... Um, this week talking about Legends Retold or the Commander cards, mm -hmm. but we love the Commander decks. Who doesn't love we them? love the Legends Retold. So mm -hmm. we might have to, after our next episode, maybe even cover Legends Retold because we they're might. so fun. Oh yeah. They're so fun. So let's talk about the cards from the set that we're going to add to our current Commander decks. Mm -hmm. My first card, and actually I'm going to be talking a little bit about Wizards today, is Aether channeler so this is a 2-1 human wizard that says when it enters the battlefield i get to choose one and there's three options i can create a 1-1 white bird creature token with flying i can return another target non-land permanent to its owner's hand or i can draw a card so i like this a lot for my kaza royal chaser deck because i run the card aether adept which is just 2-2 wizard for two and two blue that says when this enters return target creature to its owner's hand so aether channeler is easier to cast because it costs one blue pip less right it does the same thing in that it returns target non-land permanent to its owner's hand it does say another although i only have ever wanted to return aether adept to my yeah. hand i don't have anything that matters in that deck probably not, yeah. but this also lets me make a bird token or just draw a card yes 
This is literally a strict upgrade from my uh, Aether Adept. So this is going into Kaza. Kaza Wizards. Yeah. If you have like an ETB deck or something, uh, like ETB Matters deck, this could also slot in there very well. Rune of the Hidden Realm, mm-hmm. Rago, King Eternal, uh, I've even got, Chulane. I've got my my Abdul Adrian Candlekeep Sage deck. That's ETB, uh, Livio, and Ludovic. Um it flicker deck is what I call it. That would work well. I mean, this is modal. This this feels like a lot of the rare modal cards that we had from like Thrones of El- Throne of Eldraine with was it Young Prince that had like gain life or Charming Prince? Charming yeah, Prince. you could like scry to you could gain life. Gain life. Was it bouncer creature? I don't remember. I did like yeah. I don't know if he had two or just one, but I did like that card. I actually mm-hmm. run that card in a deck. So yeah. great card. Super, super good. Um, okay, so my first card is um, you. You might be able to guess uh, because I do have a five-color Morophon humans deck. Uh, they printed another five-color human. Um, the previous one was Garth One Eye. That was like only five-color in the casting cost human. We now have another, and that is Joda the Unified. This card is so good. It's, it's I actually would nutty. build this as a commander. Yeah, it, it seems really fun. It, it's arguably like in my deck better than Morophon as the commander. Um, the only reason I say arguably is because Joda the Unifier is free in my Morophon. It deck. is. It is. Um, so Joda the Unifier costs Wooberg, so white, blue, black, red, and green. No generic mana on top of that, so it's a five uh, mana value commander, or sorry, legendary creature. Um, five five human wizard. It says legendary creatures you control get plus X plus X where X is the number of legendary creatures you control. So it's a coat of arms for your legendary creatures. Yeah. I love it. It's really good. Into um, it. Whenever you cast a legendary spell from your hand, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a legendary non-land card with lesser mana value. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, so yeah, it also has uh, legendary cascade. cascade. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, in my deck in particular, I actually run um, the other Joda, uh, which is Archmage Eternal. Archmage Eternal, which uh, allows you to cast spells for Wooberg rather than their normal casting costs. Um, and if you're not aware, aware about Morophon, Morophon, uh, you choose a creature type when it enters the battlefield and spells you cast cost Wooberg less to cast. Um, with this combination, you can actually cast like two and three mana uh, legendary creatures for five mana for free. Yes. Um, and then be able to cascade from the five mana value rather than from the like two mana value that Lucas Sharpshooter has, uh, a.k.a. Bjorna Nightfall Alchemist. Or Will the Wise is also two mana, a.k.a. Wernog, Riders, Chaplain. Um, to be able to cast those for five and actually get some really good value off of it, can't complain. Yeah. My next card is the World Spell. So this is a Mythic Saga with a read ahead. So the World Spell costs five green green and has a first and second chapter that both say, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a non-saga permanent card from among them and put it into your hand, put the rest onto the bottom of your library in a random order. And then chapter three says, put up to two non-saga permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. So I'm going to be playing this in my Satsuki the Living Lore deck. So Satsuki is a Saga deck. I don't know if it's particularly good, but I have won a few games and I think it's fun to see when it happens because a lot of people didn't put this together. It was sure. like one of the, probably the lesser built. I'd have to actually look at the number from, from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, but it's fun. So um, Satsuki, the Living Lore cares about lore counters. So you can um, tap Satsuki to put an extra lore counter. So you're adding chapters to your 
your sagas. Mm -hmm. So this one is kind of nice because you can skip directly to the last one. And I will say it does feel a little bad, right? Because it's non-saga cards. Sure. But when I looked at my actual Satsuki deck, I'm running only 13 instants and sorceries. And then I have 22 sagas, so 35 cards total. And since you're revealing seven of seven cards two times for chapters one and two, um, I don't I don't think you're gonna ever whiff no. and reveal zero. Like I've played cards like in my plain my super friends deck where it's called the Gatewatch, and mm -hmm. you get to, and that one it's like, well, I'm only running 20 cards, mm -hmm. like or 25 planeswalkers or something. And it's like, ooh, you whiff. That feels really bad. Yeah. But this can just grab lands. It just says exactly. non-saga. So I'm excited to play the world spell there. I don't know if it's going to stick around, but I don't think seven mana is too much, especially because when I'm playing Satsuki, I'm my conversation, the 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 actual pregame chat is like, I need a long time. Like yeah. this deck's not I need you to be playing decks that aren't doing much till, you mm -hmm. know, turn seven, eight, and we can start wrapping stuff up <laughs> after turn ten. So I don't feel so bad. But the world spell is cool, and I think read ahead is a cool new mechanic for the um for the actual card type songs. Yeah. Uh, I even have a deck for this one, my Aluna Apex of Wishes. Uh, polymorph deck uh, just to be able to find this right away is a good way to actually cheat spells out of my hand yeah. um, because spells in my hand in a spells in your hand in a polymorph deck are typically quote unquote uncastable they're just too high of mana value that's not really what the deck is intending to do so this is a way um, where you can hit it and uh, be able to get everything out of your hand yeah, yeah. really like this one um, i have an uncommon as the next one uh which was very difficult for us uh, to be to put we these usually lists I will say we usually find a bunch of commons mm -hmm. and uncommons that are like this fits really well in Shirei or this silly card fits here but most of our cards today are rares and mythics yeah. but our dear friend Mr. Bevers oh. actually had this as his preview card you were in the preview I video the for video. this so this was super exciting and I left it off mine because you were talking about this so tell us what relic of legends is yes relic of legends is a three generic mana artifact that has tap add one mana of any color that's and, good yeah it why not it's it's commander sphere without the the card draw Sure. To sacrifice so them. far. So far. Uh, also has an ability that says tap an untapped legendary creature you control, add one mana of any color. Um, so this is like almost like Honor Worn Shaku, which says you get to tap an untapped legendary permanent you control to add a colorless. Um, or actually it untaps Honor Worn Shaku, which taps for only colorless. But this one you get um, colored mana and it, it's legendary creatures. This one uh, is definitely going into a few decks of mine. Um, the the ones that are like obvious for the just I need it for to to tap some sometimes you just want to tap your legendary yeah. creature um, my my Ellen Harbury's busybody uh, haunted one deck um, haunted one is a background that uh, grants creatures that share a creature type with your commander when your commander gets tapped uh, plus two plus zero oh, and undying. Um, so to be able to tap Ellen Harbury's, um, that's really good. Yeah, it, it, you can get around summoning sickness, which exactly. is the big thing. Um, but then you also nets you a mana while you're doing it, um, and and it, the the netting one mana could be relevant. I have a Dejuru with eyes open, uh, mono white planeswalkers deck. Uh, Dejuru has vigilance, so this might also be an artifact that you include in any of your commander decks that have vigilance that way you can swing with your commander still and then use it for mana later um, and then i mentioned my morophon deck it's a humans legendary creatures matters deck at, at any point i could have like 15 legendary humans on the battlefield and so if they have summoning sickness or they enter the battlefield tapped because someone has a blind obedience out or something 
I'll get just 15 extra mana. Or no, if they enter tapped, I don't get to do that. But if they have summoning sickness, yes, then I get 15 extra mana, which helps me uh, continue to human cascade with the new Jota. This is an uncommon that's already at $2. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a solid card for Commander. I expect to see it a lot. Yes, so most looking definitely. Forward to that. I have I have another wizard. Um, this is Academy Lore Master. So for uh, two blue, so just blue, blue, you get a 2-3 human wizard that says at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player may draw an additional card. If they do, spells they cast this turn cost two colorless extra to cast. So um, it's actually a card that's, again, going to go in Kaz Royal Chaser. It kind of acts like a Howling Mine or Kami of the Crescent Moon, but is really masked behind subconscious favor. So people... Mm getting card advantage from you. I always want to see a Howling Mine or Kami of the Crescent Moon on an opponent's battlefield. I don't want it myself. Mm -hmm. I want you to play it so I can take advantage. Free value. Free value. But this is a wizard. So one, it works with my commander really well. Mm -hmm. I get the card draw as well. And I'm not really going to... I I feel like I'm not going to, I guess, have an issue with that downside because I'm playing... more than half of my instants and sorceries in that deck are instants. Okay. So I'm just going to cast them. I'm just going to pass the turn. Right. And it helps me keep cards in my hand because I'm a lot of my cards are single use and I'm looking to build up to a big comet storm mm-hmm. or a big fireball. So I need that card advantage. I like this and I think it, it helps speed games up or keep games moving and people enjoy having extra card draw. So if someone does draw a bad, I don't mind giving them a card or two. Yeah. You know, let's keep it going. I imagine even late game, you might be like, well, I just need an extra card. I've got like a billion mana and 12 twiddles in hand. I can afford the two extra generic mana on the one spell I plan on playing this this turn. Exactly. And and I typically don't swing at the person who is also playing cards like Howling right. Mine. So I'm hoping that that favor is repaid. And if you play against me, don't swing at me. Just don't swing at me. Just don't swing at Never. me. It's fine. I'm giving you card draw. Uh, every Nekusar player out there is saying, oh, this is what I've been saying the whole time. The whole time. Don't swing at me. <laughs> All right. So there is a uh, the only other card that's going in my Eluna Apex of Wishes deck. Um, we got another polymorph type effect. This one is called Chaotic Transformation. For six mana, five and a red, you get a sorcery that says exile up to one target artifact, up to one target creature, up to one target enchantment up to one target Planeswalker, and or up to one target land. For each permanent exiled this way, its controller reveals cards from the top of the library until they reveal a card that shares a card type with it. Put that card onto the battlefield and then shuffle. Um, so I have three artifacts and seven enchantments and 13 creatures uh, and ways of making token artifacts and token creatures. So I could potentially turn this into like a mass polymorph type effect, which just you know does polymorph but for your entire board so if you have like 20 creatures you get to polymorph 20 times um but this one is more particular uh the seven enchantments are all really big like token doublers like your parallel lives and stuff um i even have uh, a, a saga in here kiora best the sea god which is a really good control saga that costs like nine mana or eight mana um so this one is always going to hit really good permanence it's still a good ability 
even if you only have one creature, because at the very least, it's still a polymorph effect. And then you can also technically like untap one of your lands by sacrificing your land and getting a new land. You don't get to choose what type it is, but maybe sacrifice your basic forest. And what's what's the downside? Another basic forest, mountain or island? Why not? So you can polymorph five up to five cards here. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any planeswalkers. No planeswalkers. So uh, it'll be for you. Your build. It's up to four. Up to four. Have. Most likely three. I have. I don't. You don't have a lot, lot of artifacts. artifacts right. You said you didn't have as much. This is a great card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's really fantastic. Um, it was difficult for me to pick between this and the world spell to talk about for Aluna. So thanks for for bringing up the world spell. You are so you are so <laughs> welcome. Now you didn't have any planeswalkers in your deck, but I want to talk about a planeswalker that I'm going to add to my deck, full of planeswalkers. Okay. So okay. I do have a Jota deck, but not the new Jota. Mm. It's the old Jota. Mm -hmm. So Jota Archmage Eternal. But we got a new planeswalker that also has a new planeswalker Wincon. Mm -hmm. So this is a Johnny Sleeper agent. So. Um, I hope you've read the story, but a Johnny has been completed. Yes. Uh, he is a sleeper agent. His other eye got fixed. Yes. That's the important part. He has a robot eye. Yeah. Oh, robot eye now. Yep. So a Johnny is a planeswalker for one colorless, one green, a hybrid Selesnia Phyrexian mana. So you mm -hmm. can either pay two life or a green or a white, and then also a white mana. So we got to see this first with Tamio mm -hmm. back in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Now they took our Ajani from us. Mm -hmm. And Ajani has completed. Um, if you do pay uh, life for Fireworks Mana, uh, it will enter with two fewer loyalty counters. So it starts at four, but if you pay life instead of a mana, it's going to come in at two. Right. Uh, with three mechanics, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature or planeswalker card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, put it onto the bottom of your library. Minus three, distribute three plus one plus one counters among uh, up to three target creatures. They gain vigilance until end of turn. And then minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. Nice. And as soon as they get to 10, they lose the game. So uh, I am running a five color planeswalker deck. I don't play it too often because sometimes it does take really long turns. I don't think I've played it on stream this year. Uh, for that exact reason, sure. it's it's just I don't want to have people just watch me play for, mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes. And then other times you've gone, Andy, can you just win? Yes. I literally see it. You yes. have it on the board and I didn't see it because there's so many planes. And there's multiple ways to do it. Definitely. Day. So Definitely. this one I think works because I'm running cards like Conflux so I can search for a white, blue, black, red and a green card. If I can grab myself a doubling season off the green and a Johnny off the white, mm -hmm. I can play this a Johnny ultimate it immediately and then i have ways where i can just cast out all of my planeswalkers right it might only take out one person with the poison counter i don't i fully don't expect to take out everybody with the poison counters but i guess if i had the turns like with board wipes or something sure. i could um but also i just like having alternate win cons and being yeah. able to take somebody out so i think a johnny fits really well into a planeswalker deck or a super friends deck uh, as as they referred to so if you have one I do like this card. Just I think it's one of those be conscious of what the you know be conscious of everyone's time, and that's the reason I don't play it too often. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's some green white like focus on doubling season type effects where you double your tokens and counters that would take this and go like oh yeah, and then I'll cast 15 elves from my hand and kill everybody. Yeah. So why not? But Johnny's a lot of fun. Um, the next card uh, 
I don't know if other people are as excited about this this cycle of lands that I am, but one particular card in this cycle of lands, we're getting a whole a whole ten cards of dual lands that enter the battlefield tapped. So they're like gates. They're just not gates. They enter tapped, right. but you can search for them because they have two basic land types. On right, them. right. And the one I'm particularly excited about is Sunlit Marsh, which is the Plains Swamp one. Um, because Andy, you and I were talking earlier as I was building uh, a deck for one of the new legendary creatures in the commander decks, which is Varric Warp Send Gear, allows you to, to double activated abilities where you have to pay life to do them. And so a lot of people are looking at fetch lands that you pay one life, you'll be able to search for two lands. Um, in the black white colors, there was only two cards you could fetch other than scrub land. I don't, I don't count that one. So there's three, there's three, there's three in commander, but one of them is really expensive. Yes. Uh, so it's nice to just have another option. Um, obviously it would have been really nice if they like finished the Amon cat cycle of lands, which had cycling, um, and, and was fetchable or the Zendikar cycle of lands that came in untapped. If you control two or more basics, I think but those were called what tangle lands. I have no idea. Bicycle two. I don't know. Oh. There were so many names for, for those. It's not bad. It's been a long time though. It's been, has it been five years since Amonkhet and five? Yeah. No, it's been more because it's been five years since Ixalan, I think we talked about, but we're going back, obviously. Well, Amonkhet was only like two, was the set before Ixalan. So it's probably been five years yeah. and it's been, it's been then even longer since Battle was, for Zendikar. It was uh, uh, 2017 spring that Amonkhet came out. And Battle for Zendikar was before that. Yes. I don't, I don't know the year. Battle for Zendikar was before I started playing Magic. Right. And so they haven't finished these cycles. So I do appreciate that you said, well, it would have been nice if they had just finished them. But giving us more fetchable black-white lands for you is is great. Literally one more is is the best I could have for that deck right now. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I will play them. Yeah. If you're running fetch lands already, it doesn't hurt. Unless you need lands that come in untapped, I don't mind tap lands. And I think I've been able to... Um, maybe even change and regulate the power level of some of my decks by having just lands come untapped. I mean, a lot it's of people even like, doing it. A lot of people even like playing cards like Crypt Gas, which doubles your swamp production in Orzhov decks, which makes sense because it was actually printed in Ravnica as an Orzhov uh, creature. So you know, you know, having more swamp planes allows you to not miss on those mana doubling effects too. Yeah. So the next card here is in I I'm. Uh, this is hard because I love this card, but I also, it feels very much like, ooh, this is going to be played in everything. Mm -hmm. There's very few cases where you wouldn't want to play this, but this is Plaza of Heroes. It's already uh, it's already at almost $11. Okay. The set's not out yet. Okay. It's a land with- and it's with, just a rare. It's, it's not it's, a mythic or anything. Right, but it fits in every single deck oh, yeah. in existence. Um, so it is a land with four four abilities. You can tap for colorless. You can tap to add a mana of any color sp to spend only on legendary spells. You can tap to add one mana of any color among legendary permanents you control, mm -hmm. and then it has pay three, tap it, exile it, target legendary creature gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. So you can use it for colorless anytime. You can use it to spend mana on your commander. Every deck has a commander, yep. so you can spend on the commander. Once the commander's out, you now have a um, command tower, essentially, because the command tower taps for any color that your commander could be. And then you have a protection land for your commander. It works with every single deck. I mean, I don't like saying that I want to buy 30, but sure. I don't have that kind of money. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> sure, I have that kind of sure. money. But it's already at 11. There's no way this card 
is going to be an affordable card. Yeah, I, you know, we we talked about this before the show, and we you know brought up very niche uh, uh, corner cases where you wouldn't use it, like if it was a a commander that cared about controlling forests or something. Um, but during this conversation, I thought, you know, it does say. Um, it doesn't say in the color identity of legendary permanents you control. Correct. So like Morophon, it only produces colorless. Correct. Najila, it only produces red. Right. For Tatsunari, it only produces black. Mm-hmm. But it still has pay three and you can give your creature protection essentially. Yeah. So I don't see how this just doesn't fit into every deck. because I don't it's, disagree. It's corner cases. So I, I my notes, listen. I like we like the positive spin here. My notes literally say homogenization, blah 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 spiel, yeah. right? Because it's like it is. That's where we are, yeah. and it and it feels bad, but also I love it. So give me ten. Yeah, why not? But I don't want to spend a hundred dollars. So give them to me in all of the boxes that we bought. Exactly. <laughs> Let me open mel- multiple per packs that I open. Uh, why not? <laughs> All right, so my last one on here, I thought I would end with a really fun one. Um, And this is, you know, everyone's talking about building this as a commander themselves, but I'm going to put this in the 99, and that's Ivy Gleeful Spell. And I appreciate it's going into the 99 because a lot of them are based around the discussion of mutate, which in my opinion is still one of the most confusing mechanics and hard Mm -hmm. to manage. Mm -hmm. And every time it comes up on one of our streams, we literally have to either ask a judge who's in chat, like Chris, or we have to Google, and then we did it wrong or something. Uh So I appreciate it's not your commander. Yes, and it's not going in any deck with mutate either, (laughs) so no worries there. Um, So but Ivy Gleeful Spell Thief for a green and a blue. You get a 2-1 Fairy Rogue with flying. Legendary creature Fairy Rogue with flying. This is whenever a player casts a spell that targets only a single creature other than Ivy Gleeful Spell Thief, you may copy that spell. The copy targets Ivy. Um, so this one is going to be going into my Ikrashidiki the Usurper and Sakashima of a Thousand Faces Saltai Legendary Creature Clones deck. Um, so we take advantage of Sakashima of a Thousand Faces ability um, to say that uh, we ignore the legendary rule um, so that we can have as many copies of legendary creatures as possible. And using cards like Quasi Duplicate and Irenicus's Vile Duplication, uh, which are targeted clone spells. So Quasi Duplicate for one blue blue, you get uh, create a creature token that's a copy of target creature you control with jumpstart so you can cast it from your graveyard by discarding a card as well and then Irenicus's vile duplication is a four mana three and a blue sorcery to create a token copy that's a copy of target creature you control except the token has flying and isn't legendary if that creature is legendary i don't really care if it's legendary or not in my deck because of sakashima right um, but by by using those two spells and and targeting my my ikra shadiki like i would um i'm also going to get multiple copies of ivy yeah so if i use quasi duplicate twice and irenicus's vile duplication um and and i get copies of all those ivies i'm going to have eight copies of ivies before i resolve my kicked uh uh right of replication which is going to create five of those tokens um so or five clone token copies um and then it'll be five times eight so i'll have 40 copies of ivy um I don't have a way to like pump them. I don't have um, is the the new Kamigawa uh, uh, mirror 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 box mirror box. Doesn't that act as like a coat of arms for legendary creatures that share a name? I think it's coat of arms for non legendary or for any creature that that I'm not I'm not actually sure. I can take a look. But uh, I don't I don't run cards like that in the deck. So it's really just having. 42-1 flyers, but 80 power in the air is usually pretty good. And if someone casts a path to exile on any creature, I can be like, 
I'll take 10 of those. I'll take 10 basic lands. Yeah, that's great. So mirror box says each legendary creature you control gets plus one, plus one. But then it says each non-token creature you control gets plus one, plus one for okay. each other creature's name. But the either way, if you have, but if you have at least 40, they're still legendary tokens. Yes. So they're still going to get plus one, plus one. So yes. there's still three threes, three twos right it's a two one it's a two one so there'll be three twos either way that's enough to if you make that happen yeah the game's gonna end i hope so at mirror least one, one is, person's life will end i'm not sure i mean you you do you, actually mirror box might not be a bad idea as a backup to your sakushima just to give your legendaries plus one plus one for three yeah it's not a terrible idea um i have learned to make clone copies of my sakushima rather than of the legendary yeah. creatures so that i can ignore the legend rule like 12 times over but it's not bad to have that backup i haven't run that deck out in a while though so maybe uh maybe with ivy coming out i'll slap it in the deck and we'll put it on stream yeah yeah so let's talk about the commanders that are getting the most cards from the set that we have which for me i already mentioned um is Kaza royal chaser so it's getting that aether channeler and that academy lore master that i mentioned um yeah, not a not a ton of 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 new cards for my decks. I feel like this is a set where I would want to play with a lot of new decks, mm -hmm. but not a ton of stuff that I said, you know what, this really belongs here. But I could find quarter cases for probably a few cards. Yeah, no, most definitely. How about you? Um, I was able to find like five or six cards for all of my decks. I'm nice. gonna be honest. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. And coming out of the woodworks, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I said my Morophon deck is getting a ton, my Dejira deck is getting a ton, and those those are probably going to be uh one of, one of those two is probably going to be my pick didn't end up being that we got a lot of new tech for henzy toolbox tory um, this is the riveteers face commander from the commander precons uh, from the nuka penna set that cares about uh creatures with mana value four or more in the Jund colors because it gives them Blitz. And Blitz makes it so that you can cast it uh, with Henzi. You can cast cards for their Blitz cost. Uh, their Blitz cost is their mana cost. Uh, and then Henzi will reduce the cost by one, or reduce the cost by one for each time Henzi was cast onto the battlefield. Um, so we looked at a yeah, lot. Big stuff in black, red, green here. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty I mean, much, that's pretty much what it is. That and is the, the deck, deck. The deck works, and I will say... I just I just want the grave pact and dictative Erebos removed, but I love everything else it's hey, doing. There there might be <laughs> you know, we did get uh we did get Chain Devil a little while ago, the first four mana uh, edict creature. So maybe we can take the other edicts out oh. uh, in order to replace them with some of these really Honestly, really the deck cool works cards. really well with them. So and it I don't does. see these cards enough. Mm -hmm. So I mean I don't see them a lot. Not enough, sure. but I I've seen them enough. You've seen them enough. Um but I, I think that the deck works and if it fits really well. So what'd you get for Henzi? So the first two cards here are actually going to be um, ways to cheat out cards even more. So we have uh, a cycle of cards uh, that are allowing us to pay two life rather than one color pip uh, in some of our creature cards. And we're going to pick Defiler of Flesh and Defiler of Vigor to go in the stack. Defiler of Flesh for two black black. You get a Phyrexian Horror 4-4 with Menace that says an additional cost to cast black permit spells. You may pay two life 
Those spells cost black less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of black mana you pay. And whenever you cast a black permanent spell, target creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and gains menace until end of turn. Nice. And honestly, I didn't love that last ability of how it's only temporary plus one and temporary menace. Um, but in Henzi, you're only going to have temporary creatures anyway. Correct, because they're going to get sacked because of Blitz. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to have like a six mana creature that's being reduced by one from the colorless uh, from Henzi's ability and then reduced by another black uh, to pay two life. I don't really care about my life total. I'm trying to end the game as fast as possible in that deck. So um, I'm, I'll be able to cast more creatures per turn. Um, and on top of that, you get Defiler of Vigor, which is the green version. So for three green green, you get a Phyrexian Worm. Worm creature type is important nowadays. Uh, you get a 6-6 six, six Trample. This is an additional cost. You can pay two life instead of one of the green pips. And whenever you cast a green permanent spell, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Uh, so this one, you know, we talked about how the creatures are temporary and maybe the plus one plus one counters aren't that great. But Henzi is always like a target that it can be killed by a lightning bolt. Um, so being able to slap some plus one plus one counters on them is going to make them harder to kill. But also if you get Defiler of Vigor out later in, in the game when you can cast four creature spells in a single turn, um, all of them are going to come out with a bunch of more plus one plus one counters. It can act um, you know, just like a huge pump spell for you. So why not do that? Um, and on top of that, uh, we have a couple of good um, ETB and attack triggers. Uh, Silverback Elder, uh, five I love mana. This, card. this is great. This is so mythic. good. Five mana, uh, five seven. So two green, green, green. This is whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one, destroy target artifact or an enchantment. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a land card from among them onto the battlefield tap, put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order, or you gain four life. Um, the with, first one is Aura Shards. It is. It's for Aura Shards. Creatures. Every time you cast a creature, a uh, creature spell. So um, in Henzi, you are planning on casting like three or four creatures per turn. So you get Silverback Elder out first, and then three more triggers of this. It's just really, really this good. This is so good. Um, Soul of Wind Grace is the other one. Uh, so for one and Jund, black, red, green, you get a 5-4 cat avatar. It says whenever Soul of Wind Grace enters the battlefield or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control. It also has three activated abilities that care about discarding land cards to either gain life, draw a card, or have Soul of Wind Grace uh, gain indestructible until end of turn. I don't care about those because Henzi's not a lands matter deck and I don't yeah. want to discard my lands. Sure. Um, but the fact that he has an ETB and attack trigger and I can take lands from any graveyard makes it so that he's basically a ramp spell for me. So for three mana, I get two lands and I get to draw a card. That's like the best Kodama's reach ever. Ever. Um, I have a, a couple more here. Um, so Threats Undetected is a three mana sorcery that is gifts ungiven for creatures and that you get to look up four creature cards uh, with different powers reveal them an opponent chooses two and then you shuffle the rest back into your library right and gifts ungiven is three and a blue and that just says search for four cards mm -hmm. with different names and then really the same thing happens an opponent chooses two you put the chosen ones in your graveyard the rest in your hand so this one's just for creatures instead of cards period yes uh, i was looking at a bunch of different decks where this might fit like my morophon deck or something and it didn't work it didn't work in anything but my Henzi deck so i'm glad i found a place um 
Weatherlight completed is a deck that we're probably both putting in all of our aristocrat uh, decks nowadays. This is a legendary artifact vehicle for two generic mana, 5-5 five, five with flying with no crew cost. It says as long as Weatherlight completed has four or more Phyresis counters on it, it's a Phyrexian creature in addition to its other types. Whenever a creature you control dies, put a Phyresis counter on Weatherlight completed, then draw a card if it has seven or more Phyresis counters on it. If it doesn't, scry one. I'm not doing anything turns one and two in my Henzi deck, so getting Henzi out on three, Weatherlight Captain the turn before. I'm obviously sacrificing all of my creatures because that's what the Blitz effect says I can do, so eventually I'm going to be either, or actually right away I'm going to be scrying before I draw, so I get to filter my draw from all the Blitz, and later on I'm just going to get to draw two every single time one of my creatures dies. I apologize, I have a Nature's Claim in hand, you're not. Okay, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was curious on if any of these vehicle decks, um, I know the face commander for the vehicle deck from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, I know you play the alternate commander for yours, but Katori Pi Pilot Prodigy, a three mana Moonfolk pilot. It says vehicles you control have crew too. So you can actually give this completed weatherlight a crew ability and crew it. And there's a, a new red white creature, I believe, that gives creatures crew one. Yes, Aster Bearer of Blades, the, the brand new human warrior. Equipments uh, you control have equip one, and vehicles you control have crew one. Honestly, I, I love to see it. Yeah, give it crew. Cool it, crew, uh, hold hold my beer is what Katori <laughs> said. So I, I no, I do think it's a very good card. Yeah. I don't think it's a card that anyone's going to want to remove. Right. And then once you get the seven counters, it's just value. Yeah. Scrying is not bad. It's not. I complain about scry lands, but scrying like three, it's really fun to do. Okay? Oh yeah, you're like oh that's trash. Mm, don't need that right now. <laughs> oh, that's a land and it's turn seven. Um, so it's not nothing. No, it's definitely not nothing. It's not nothing. So finally, we're to the point where we're going to talk about the commanders that we would most likely build if mm-hmm. we were to build a commander from the set. So I had tweeted the other day that Noy and Dar got shafted because there's Tatiova, Steward of Tides. <laughs> yes. So this is a 3-3 legendary Merfolk Druid for green, green, and blue. It says, land creatures you control have flying. This is trash. I have to work for this. Uh, and then Tatiova <laughs> also says, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands, up to one target land you control becomes a 3-3 elemental creature token with haste. It's still a land. Mm-hmm. Forever. It's a land. It doesn't change back. This right. is not temporary. Noyandar is also not mm-hmm. temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in blue-green. All I've ever wanted is a Bant Noyandar. I wanted to add green to it. But I'm not going to get that. Okay? I get it. I'm not going to get what I want here. So Tatiova just slapped Noyandar across the face. Like, for sure. Open hand slap. Said, no, no, no. <laughs> I can do this better. I'm not sure which one's going to be better, but I think I have to build both. Being like the, the creature land guy. And I, I think it'll be fun because you can, once you get to seven lands, you can like, you can scape shift. Mm-hmm. You get seven lands. All of them become three threes with haste and flying. So, I mean, a scape shift becomes a win con. Right. Because that's, I mean, it's only 21. But this is assuming you've done things before. Sure. This one also, I feel like with Tatiova, you don't necessarily have to build around lands. With where with Noyandar, you need to build spells to to care about the lands. This mm-hmm. is just like that's just value, right? How I view it. So if you're just ramping to get all your lands, you don't care. Like in Noyandar, I care about lo- like losing one or two lands that have become a creature is a problem. Yeah, it's a big deal. 
in Tatiova, I feel like it's not. I'm in I'm in Gringen. Right. I'll get fifteen more. more. It doesn't lands. even matter. <laughs> so I think I I think I want to build this. And then we're not talking about them this set, but we really we favored heavily mm-hmm. the legends retold. The 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 cards in the set are great, but I think it was a home it was a home run. Yeah. It was a slam dunk. It was a touchdown. Other it, sports references? Is it was a, a hole in one. Do you say Grand Slam? No. Home run, you said. Grand Slam's even more than that. Is that getting all three people? Yeah, it's getting four at one time. Four runs in one bat. Yeah. Okay. And what is um it was it was all net it was all it was all net. Yeah, n- nothing but net. Nothing but net. See? That half, that's what that's half, what tat- half court shot. <laughs> that's with zero seconds. That's left. what legends retold are. Um but I would build Hazazon, Shaper of Sand. We've both talked about this. I feel like I'd be stealing your thunder, though, because it's like deserts and it's like almond cat. But Hazazon's really fun. Mm-hmm. So it's a 3-3 with Desert Walk, which I don't think anybody's ever going to have a desert, I'll be honest, unless, I don't know. We're going to give away our deserts. I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, you Harmless Offering? Can you Harmless Offering away a land? I don't know if it can target. I've, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but for red, green, and white, it also says you uh, you get a 3-3 human warrior. You may play desert lands from your graveyard. So some of the deserts have cycling. That's really cool. Some mm-hmm. of them have sack abilities. You just get them right back. And whenever a desert enters the battlefield under your control, you get a uh, 2 one one red green and white sand warrior creature tokens which there are creature tokens for these now so mm-hmm. old og hazazon players get the token now so yes. that's really cool i think this is fun do i think it's particularly good probably not because you you're you're dealing with limited number of deserts yes you need to play cards like crucible of worlds mm-hmm. um Ramnap Excavator, mm-hmm. things that let you uh, maybe uh, Ancient Green Warden. I think yes. that lets you play lands from your graveyard. Sure Just does. play lands from your graveyard or uh, things to get them back. I love niche cards, niche decks like this. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a lot of fun. I used to be a tokens player. I think I'm moving back towards tokens. Yeah. I've been slowly gravitating away from combo back towards tokens. And this makes cool tokens that people aren't going to see very often. And I wonder how expensive these are. But I will say Hazazon being a Legends Retold, so you had mentioned um, before we were recording that mm-hmm. you can get them potentially four different ways because yes. they're box toppers and in collector's boosters. Yes. They might actually be affordable. Hazazon is just over five. Yeah. Like, so I, I can afford to buy a $5 card. I, I even imagine that the Sand Warrior creature tokens are going to be as expensive as Hazazon. I would expect because you there's a lot of people like me that want to have a bunch of the tokens. Now mm-hmm. we use Infinite Tokens. We have our podcast tokens. Um, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> but I do like laying out like seven of the actual token. Or oh, yeah. In this case, it would be eight because you make two. Mm-hmm. And I, you like to lay them all out. And someone goes, you you brought eight? Yes, I brought eight. Yeah. Okay, I have them all. Don't you only need two? One that's tapped and one that's untapped? Like, sure. No, you have stun counters now. So now you're going to stun counter one of them. Now I need three. And no, one has a minus one. Well, no, that one would die. Unless I have pump. No, they're they're like three threes now. They're not one ones anymore. Aren't they? The sand warriors from his Azon? They're one one sand warriors. Oh, but they're three colors. Three colors. Which could be important. If you have like creatures get plus one plus one for each color that they are. Maybe. Something. Maybe that's the tech. Don't tell everyone about my what? tech. I'm telling everyone. I don't want my tech to spike. There's 17 deserts, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the tech is there. The tech is Scryfall says this is what my deck is because I have to build it with all of the deserts. Yeah, so I think those two commanders are really cool. Um, that's why I I will probably put together even if it's just a budget Tatiova. And I don't I know I'm saying budget with like escape shift, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't go all out. Sure. I just want to see how it plays and then 
be the lands the lands creature the land creature guy. Maybe you can rule zero. Uh, Tatiova partnered with Noyandar. Or that seems unfair. Well, I mean, you got to cast them both, right? I guess. And and I was going to mention that the Tatiova, um, I think, does less of a good of a job winning with infect like your current Noyandar does because it turns them into three three elementals. So you'd have to turn it into the one one the the uh, ink moth nexus into a one one flyer first. Then Tatiova would over override it as a three three elemental with haste, but no longer has flying then. And that's the only way you can keep um infect on it, I think. Yeah. I or don't think I would one. I don't think I would play with those cards though. I think sure. Tatiova, I just probably care about basics. Yeah, because you just want to go wide. I just want to go wide in that, yeah. So like we talked about, um, I too am way more excited about the uh, the Legends Untold as well as the legendary creatures. Legends from the Kim- Untold. Legends Untold. <laughs> we didn't tell you about them. Legends Retold. Let's no. retell you about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as the legendary creatures that are going to be printed in the uh, Commander decks, which there are quite a few. Um, but if I did have to build one, uh, I think I would upgrade my Dejiru mono white planeswalkers deck into a blue white planeswalkers deck using Sten paranoid partisan. So for white and a blue, you get a two, two human wizard. There's a Sten paranoid partisan enters the battlefield, choose a creature type other than creature or land, sorry, a card type other than creature or land spells. You cast of the chosen type cost one generic less to cast. And for one, a white and a blue, you can exile Sten and return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So just being able to have all of your planeswalkers cost one generic less, uh, opening up my, my, um, my bandolier of planeswalkers from all of the mono white ones and cutting all the Gideons so that I can add uh, all of the Jaces into it or the Tezzerets. Um, blue is obviously a very strong color for planeswalkers. Uh, you also get to play cards like Deep Close Skate that are going to double the number of counters on all of your permanents or any number of permanents that you have. Um, it's kind of like the doubling season for blue, but you have to cast it after your command after your planeswalkers are out rather than before. Um, but I also love the added benefit that Sten, you know, you can cast Sten on turn two, name artifacts, uh, ramp out all of your mana rocks and everything, then flicker Sten and re-enter and start naming Planeswalkers. So um, although I'm not actually likely to build this, if I were to build a deck from the main set, that's what I'd pick. You know, I've been caught on bandoliers this whole time okay honestly and i didn't know what a bandolier was oh, okay and it is a shoulder belt with loops or pockets for cartridges yes lots of lots of things lots of things so we're gonna we should get we should get shoulder belt we should get bandoliers for commander decks. i mean you could it would it would be very heavy i imagine if we had like 20 commander decks fanny packs but this one goes over the shoulder we've talked about fanny packs. okay but if anybody would really buy fanny packs if we ordered um Guardian Project Podcast mm-hmm. fanny packs. Like, let us know for real. Yeah, and what color would you want it to? Would you want them green and blue? Would you want them just black with like an like a? What if we did like patches? Put just like we could oh, sew patches sure. on like generic. Guys, we have so many things we can build. <laughs> Friends, we have things to give away. Honestly, I think this is a fantastic set. I'm excited to see it. I wasn't thrilled to see Domain come back overall, but. I don't disagree. It's not because you know I immediately dismiss it, which is what a lot of people were saying. It's like I don't play five color, and as a person who typically plays two colors, sure. domain's not doing a whole lot for me. But it's very fun in a limited environment, yes. and I bet I'm going to enjoy seeing it when people play some of these new domain cards. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, domain comes back in in uh, in modern or pioneer wherever it was seen uh, play after Modern Horizons two came out because we got some domain synergy there as well. We got a new Kavu and all that kind of stuff. So 
hopefully we see it in, in some of those 1v1 formats. But I do think like the max plus one plus one you can get from domain seems to be like five. And that does seem a little underwhelming in commander because you can get plus a hundred in commander. You can, you can. So that's going to be it though for this week. So we want to hear, you know, what you're excited to play and what commanders you're going to build. We have a ton of options with the base set. We have a lot of options beyond that. Um, 20 more in Legends Retold. And then beyond that, you have the commander decks, yeah. everything. Set booster exclusives, jump star. There are set, there's a cool merfolk in the set booster exclusives that that like lets you play cards, merfolk from the top of your library. I would build a merfolk deck. I didn't even talk about the hex catcher, Vidalian hex catcher this oh, yeah. week. Mm-hmm. That, that turns things into curse catcher. I'm excited to play with a lot of these cards and we are, it's, just, it's right around the corner, but next week we're talking combo. and there's a lot there's yeah we're excited to talk about combos Mm -hmm. so um if you want to talk with us outside of the discord if you're on a discord Mm -hmm. i would say i was gonna say outside of this podcast but you don't all talk to us (laughs) in the podcast you're not here um you can do so on twitter you can find me at andy floyd and you can find me on twitter at worm coil engine and as andy mentioned we do have a public discord if you're not in there already get in there get in there so shoot us a message or go find the link over on our twitter it's it's the pinned tweet so if you're on twitter just jump in there we have lots of people looking for games we have lots of people just chatting about things we have a whole pokemon channel we have general chat where I talk about landscaping that I have done. Just, just so many power outages. Yes, you know, a, a missing fence. <laughs> missing fences, dogs and cats. Yes. Um, but mostly, it's all magic. So yeah. come hang out with us. Awesome. Talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.